Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I'm Blake Fisher, and I'm joined by Chris Monier, Kyle Simmons, and uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you, and uh, we almost got this one out uh, technically in time, so we're getting back on that schedule. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, if you're not already, you can subscribe so that we, these just show up on your phone. It's a miracle of modern technology, of podcast technology. Uh, you can also give us a review, a five-star review preferably. And uh, if you give us a five-star review, you get everything you want for Christmas. Yeah, that's for sure. True. It's nice. It's nice. It's a, it's really good investment, uh, you know, a technological investment for actual return of goods and services. Yeah, because that's really easy. Five for. stars, then you get everything you want. And yep. we get what we want, which is just five-star reviews. That's it. That's all I asked for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, today on the podcast, we are doing, because it just turned 20 years old, uh, Dashboard Professionals 2001 EP. 20. Um, yeah, so impossible EP. It's twenty years old this week. Next year um, we'll so, have a beer with it. Yeah, <laughs> so we just thought it would be a great uh, shorter ep- episode since it only has four songs on it. Uh, we should manage to keep this under an hour and a half. I think we can do that, guys. Uh, I think so. By complex. the way, guys, happy National Emo Day on Sunday. I didn't text you, but what? hi. I know, right? It's got its own hashtag now. I didn't even know it had a national holiday. Yeah. I'll celebrate that one. I should have done something. I mean, I didn't because I didn't know about it. But next last year, Sunday, I this guess. Sunday, last Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm late. Does anyone know um, why that date? That they just pick a random date, or is there some importance to um, hmm. that album? I mean, for that for that day, I didn't know if it was like Fugazi came out with their first record. Or something. That's or... a fan, yeah, yeah. Why December nineteenth? That's an uh, interesting question. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll try to figure no that way to out. Find out. Probably no. There's no. <laughs> the internet will not probably help us. Just like it didn't help us a lot with finding anything about this album. Actually, um, Chris and I both kind of jumped into it, and I was like, "Wow, there's literally, you know, it's barely listed on the Wikipedia page because it's not an album, quote unquote, or what they call a studio release." <laughs> I'm like, I think this is technically recorded in a studio and then released, so I don't understand why it does not count. Uh, but it's an EP, so they, uh, I guess, just didn't like to put a lot of information in it. Um, obviously, we, we've recapped this on the Further Seems Forever and the Places You Come to Fear the Most episodes, but 2001 was a heck of a year <laughs> for Big Chris Carava. <laughs> okay? Uh, I don't have the exact dates again in front of me, but I'm pretty sure the order of operations was that in um, March, the... Um, Dashboard Confessional record came out of 2001 and uh, Places You Come to Fear the Most in April. I think the Further Seems Forever album came out. And then this is December of 2001. And by, I think, June of 2002, the Summer's Kiss EP came out or the Summer's Kiss might have came out before this. But either way, all of those are within like a less than 18 month period of time. So and he had quit. He had quit further before that record came out. Right. He he actually was out of the band when he recorded the vocals yeah. for The Moon Is Down and that The Moon Is Down came out a month after The Places You've Come to Fear the Most and Swiss Army Romance only came out 1 hour before well, I mean 1 year before that. So Felt like he's a hour. busy guy from 2000 to 2002 and I and, I love this little gym of an And EP. Blake, don't forget he's helped running the family restaurante. <laughs> Bringing in that big breadstick money. Mm. Mm, delicioso. Do they have bread stri- bread breadsticks at Carabas? I, I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> they they must. They gotta um, meet the bola. Right, of course. I I forgot to mention Mama Mia. that uh, running the <laughs> running the restaurant. Um, Somebody Chris, just put like so many people just hit stop. They're like I can't do this joke <laughs> nope, again, guys. Nope, you can't you go down. Run this it path. into the yeah. freaking ground. It's too much. <laughs> We're sorry. We really have. (laughs) That's amore. Uh, Is that going to be Chris Pratt's uh, Mario voice? um, Oh my god! For the upcoming. um, Man, the internet was not happy about that. No, they were not. Uh, Chris, did you find anything else about this album? I know Chris Caraba played on it. I know who. What's the guy's name from? uh, 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 Yes. Um, Dan Horner, we believe, sang some background vocals of Sunny According Day Real to an Estate article. fame. Uh, I mean, he's Sunny, he's emo royalty. Yeah, yeah, that's, for sure. That's yeah. quite a get. And I um, thought he played. I thought he played guitar with Chris. At least, didn't he, isn't he the one that played on the um, 
the uh, unplugged. So I was thinking maybe that was the case, yeah, because he did unplugged a few months after this, right? Yeah, that that's also two thousand. That's early two thousand two. I'm pretty sure. Right, right, because it's before a Mark a mission of Brandis Scar comes out, right? Uh oh yeah for sure yeah, okay. that doesn't okay. come out till two thousand four or something. Um anyway we can look that up I guess too. Uh, uh, yeah but there's out. just not a lot of information out about it but um that's that's about it yeah. So that's what we know it's on Vagrant Records it comes out December eighteenth two thousand one. Uh, Chris Caraba is definitely on it we don't know who else is. That um, I I I do not believe that uh, that gentleman from Sunny Day Real Estate played with him at Unplug though. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I just, I literally don't know. I couldn't remember. Uh, um, do either of you guys, I should know this. Blake, you use Spotify. Chris, you use Apple Music, right? I, true yeah. and true. Um, I use both right now because I'm on a trial of Apple Music. I'm seeing if they can convince me the sound quality to leave is Spotify. That's, that's why I use it. Um, so, Chris, have you noticed that they've done the new like um, uh, animated album covers? And this one has one. Did you notice? Oh, it is. Yeah the 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 guy and the gal are like moving around and like you know like. So I have iTunes Match, which so sometimes I'm listening to like the uploaded version of my album from when I like. Oh, I see. Burnt the CD. Yeah, if you um, open Apple Music and and go to the artwork on this, they're like interacting. Oh, with... they are. That's so cool. <laughs> Wah, wah. That's amore. Just, actually, I do have it. It's just I don't have my phone up. Oh yeah, she's playing um, with her hair. Yeah. What is that thing that they have? A record? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a record. It is a record. Yeah. Cool. See, we um, made it work. We talked about the album a little. Hey, look at there that. You go. There's some information. There is some information. This is the blue one. Otherwise, by yeah. the way, there's <laughs> yeah. this, the yeah. blue one, and then there's the orange one, uh, which was Summer's Kiss. Uh, and so, anyway, so I mean, we can basically get right into. Um, kind of our opening stuff so we obviously already know about chris Garaba at this point we've we've done two of his albums on this podcast so we are aware of dashboard confessional so our first impressions are not really so much first impressions of the band but maybe of the album uh kyle let's go to you first what are your first impressions um it's it, it kicks butt and and also we talked super about super softly this. super softly kicks butt. yeah but it, yes. it super softly kicks butt well i mean Track four kicks butt. Um, true, true, true. But so I think I don't know what it is because even in my memories, like Dashboard still f- has this punk rock spirit to me. Yeah, like I, agree. I know that this is softer. I know, I know that it's like not, but it it has this p- punk rock vibe, and uh, it always takes me back. Like this was for me. For for all of you youngsters out there, uh, in 2001, some of us crazy cats would put a put a CD on and hit the old repeat button and go to sleep. And uh, dashboard was that for me for sure. Yeah, that is a good one for that. And also, you know, maybe I'd maybe I'd try to smooch a girl while I listen to it. Oh yeah, for sure, without a doubt. Just get some sugar. I don't know. That definitely happened. Uh, Chris, your initial impressions. I vaguely remember, I mean, I, I think, you know, I was really into um, places you've come to fear the most. And so it was it was just kind of exciting when this came out because, you know, we were, we're just all kind of excited to have some new music from him because all of us, had, everyone I knew had been listening to that, some, that album all summer. Um, and it was uh, just a nice little, nice little like, how do you do for, for the fans, you know, very... Uh, very simple, quick record, but all the songs were really decent on it. I think I played it. I think I played it a lot. It feels to me like I would have played it a lot. Plus, you know, CD players. So, yep. I had you only had six in my car. Yeah, you're driving. I mean, you, you, yeah, a four song EP. You throw in all of a sudden, you're like, well, this is either on repeat or, uh, right. or on the highway. I can't change it out right now. Uh, exactly. There was a, yeah, there's a lot of limitations there. I've had to, I've tried to explain this to my kids and they don't, I've just, I feel like such an old man. I'm like, no, we used to maybe have 12 albums we could listen to in the car <laughs> or oh, yeah. one of those really big binders, but didn't have a friend in the car. You couldn't go digging through that. No, that was right. You're stuck um, in a gas station or something. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously was pretty high on dashboard at this point um, and, and love them. And 
I didn't notice though up front that this was a single story. Like that did not yeah. I really liked it, but I because I guess pay attention less to lyrics than uh some people would. Uh I just didn't catch that and once I caught that I really liked it cuz there's so many concept albums that are like they throw like two ideas and they kind of pepper them throughout, but really they didn't write a cohesive story. It's really like Coheed did it for sure. But like even my chemical romance didn't really like tell a story from track one all the way through a record. Like they kind of had a vibe going on, I think but it wasn't records like are more themed. Yeah. Themed. That's probably right. And so this was like a kind of themed record concept kind of thing, but actually told a complete story mm-hmm. uh, from beginning right. to end song by song. And I thought that was really cool. Um, especially cause you got to do it lyrically and, uh, musically. And I think that he did that really well, uh, ending with hands down, you know, if that was track two, that, that would be terrible, <laughs> you know, like just move the lyrics around or not whatever. a good move. Yeah. That would not be a good move. And so to have it kind of move like a musical piece and lyrically, I thought was a, a really cool thing. And, um, and then of course, you know, we also sort of told this story, but, we're pretty sure that this is about someone we know. The ent- I mean, we would assume the entire EP is if um, we know a song was, because Chris and I opened for Dashboard back in whatever, like 2008, and yep. we knew he dated this girl we went to high school with and chatted about it and stuff. And so then on stage, he was I can't remember which song it was. Do you remember which one it was? I think it was Remember to Breathe. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. But either way, he was That third like, one, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. man, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm pretty I was sure kind of zoned was. out at that show. It was kind of the whole the whole experience was kind of was surreal. I'm, I yeah. have trouble picking up details, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was "Remember to Breathe." And so he played. He like mentioned. He was like, "Hey, you know, this one's about a girl that the other guys went to high school with, but I win because I gotta make out with her." And so, uh, and then played this song. So I assume if you write this thing, if this is a whole story, and we know one song is about this girl, we'd assume the whole thing was. So uh, that makes it kind of fun too. Yes. Um, and I think we kind of suspected that at the time it came out too. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we suspected <laughs> so that. So it, was, it made it extra fun. Yeah. Uh but confirmed. Uh so, But confirmed, yes. And this is the most Not- sourcing we've ever had direct yes. sourcing with on anything we've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Everything Not- else Not is like confirmed Wikipedia. like yes, you guys are right. It's about her, but confirmed like you know, like right. a wink. I just winked yeah. to the guys. I you, forgot. You, you, can't, you guys it's a podcast. can't see me. You can't see the wink. I pointed at my eye uh, like Will Ferrell. And just this week, uh, Chris Carabo posted on Instagram like a quote where he said, what's amazing to me is I wrote that song thinking, talking about hands down, thinking I was sharing it with one other person only to find out I would be sharing that song with thousands of people every night, maybe for the rest of my life. And that feels pretty good. So, Whoa, an, you know, that's kind of crazy. He just really wrote this for, I, I assume, that girl. But yeah. Uh, um, obviously turned into a pretty big thing, especially because the, um, the later hands down full band electric version from the following record it does uh, pretty is a good. pretty big thing for, um, for that band uh, really launches them uh, significantly higher than the previous record did. Um, so that's kind of my first impression. Um, and then I just like side note that because I could just say it for all of these, is that I think the unplugged performances from that MTV Unplugged are actually pretty cool of these uh, tracks, too. And I also really liked those versions, even though we're not going to play those versions on this show. But, um, y'all, any other thoughts on kind of first impressions? No. Did we officially say happy birthday to this? We did, yeah. Okay, all right. 20 years. 20 Way to go. years. Yeah. Um, that's kind of crazy, which we probably have a lot in this next year that are uh, tw- yeah. at 20 years. We should probably yeah. actually just plan that out instead of waiting for the Instagram uh, post from some artist where we're like, oh, we should do that this week. <laughs> this is uh, this is how we decide what we're doing for a podcast. That's how we decided that we we're doing this podcast. Yeah, we, we literally saw the thing. The we were 20 like, oh, years. Yeah, we should do it this week. Um, Here we go. Got to get all the way to 2005. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Okay, so uh, track one is uh, For You to Know Us. But now, I 
did slightly longer clips because I just figured we're only doing four songs. So mm-hmm. uh, seems reasonable. Kyle, thoughts on track one for you to notice? Um, I freaking love the harmony on the for you to notice me at the end of that clip. Like, it's just awesome. Um, I think we talked about this on uh, the last dashboard uh, episode, but he does he does kind of an interesting formula for like uh, the layout of his songs, you know, like, I guess that's the chorus that's at the end of that. I'm not sure, but like, you know, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I love, uh, man, 2001. That was, that was a, that was a good time for me as well. And so like, I love listening to the opening of this. I'm starting to fashion an idea in my head where I could impress you with every single word. Uh, I said like, (laughs) The confidence of youth, man. You know, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I'll I'll have more to say about about that uh, over the next you know four tracks here. But like, um, <laughs> I I love this song, and it's in it's you know maybe it's nostalgia, but like I still think it's good, and I still love when he goes for it at the end of that. The the notice I do me. too. It's just awesome. I love the, yeah, the harmonies are awesome. The guitar parts are great on this. Like it's really good. And it was kind of like, I felt like the other thing that this album did a good job of is there were all these people at the time that, you know, because idiots do this every time uh, this happens to an artist. They're like, well, I liked him better on Swiss army romance when it was just him and not clean production and a full band or whatever, you know, how people basically just a band gets popular and they start being like, well, I liked him before. And so I don't like the new thing. This was kind of at least a way to go like, okay, it's kind of that Swiss army romance, just acoustic and him. Um, and going back to that. So it's kind of not like, I feel like that was kind of not, not fan service, but it was, going back to that I believe thing. you're talking I believe they call that haters Blake haters yeah but it's not really haters it's people that go I like the old thing that you don't know exists because I was cooler before you were I mean yeah. like that's the part that bothers me yeah. yeah um if someone just didn't like dashboard confessional not a problem it's when you're like oh I only like clarity if you're a Jimmy World fan or oh I only like Swiss Army Romance or I only just like pick any band and and do their first record versus the second one that's more successful and when people do that, it just kind of it drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, it's fine if you just don't like something. That's okay. But I don't think there was a big enough departure <laughs> from what yeah. he was doing between those three things. Like Swiss Army, Places You've Come to Fear the Most. Yeah, no way. And this. There's not like leaps. There's not like a huge amount no. of daylight between them uh, where you you would not recognize it or something. So always thought that was kind of silly. Chris, what are your thoughts on on the track? Dig the song, uh, the that intro kind of swell. I like when I first listened to it again after when we decided yeah. to do this. Was, man, dude, that gave me the feels, dude. I was like yes. back in my car. Uh, I don't know, man. It just there. I'm 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 saying that because I want to state unequivocally that there are plenty of albums from this era that don't take me right back. Like I feel like I could smell the air, mm. the December air yeah. in 2001 yeah, when when I hear this. It, it's uh, the windows it's are a, down. Yeah, for sure. With the <laughs> doing the tornado with the heater on, yeah. if it's December, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, and um, kind of interesting thinking about how yeah. You know, I, I I was also remembering myself being in positions like this where you're like you know because like the concept of even going to a party now is just like so baffling to me <laughs> so it's like just thinking about like oh, i remember you would show up you kind of like try to find like the air you know like find some people you know and then you might see someone you've never seen from across the room i don't know man it's a it's a it's a good song it, it puts you puts you right in that puts you right back in that spot the intro did the exact same thing with me, Chris. I mean, it yeah. took me, I, I can remember, I don't remember where I was when I first heard it, but I just remember the general places I was hanging out when I was just playing this album all the time uh, at that point. So yeah, that that little intro thing, I'm with you. There's a lot, we talk about a lot of albums that we're nostalgic for, and but this is definitely one of them that I can remember specifics about. Uh, so yeah, that sound also took me right back. So, okay, let's go to track two, So Impossible. I was hoping to learn a few things like Do you, do you like to shake? 
Chris, let's go to you first. Uh, thoughts on So Impossible, track two. Dude, the, man, just right in the feels. That, that uh, what is that? Um, that kind of arrangement, is it maybe just a, he does this a lot on Place You Come to Fear the Most. Is that an organ in the background or just um? No, I think it's just like a synth kind of Just a synth noise, string. right? It's like a, yeah, it's, it's a string emulator, but it's, but not, it's like not a, a lot. great one. No, yeah. yeah right, it's but, like that's, one note at a time. but yeah. that's what makes it good for this song. I don't know. It just makes it perfect. Um, it, it's not, I, I don't know. It's almost like the, the dashboard sound <laughs> at this point, you yeah. know? Um, just like a little pad kind of thing. Yeah. To, you know, uh, picking I, it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I that line dishing dirt on the whole class. We're talking the big smack. Always, it always bugged me a little. Just a, it was a little hit hit you, hit you a little weird. But I love this song. Um, absolutely a huge fan. Yeah, I like. I mean, it's just it's a good. Um, I really. I mean, yeah. You're again. Kyle, I forgot that we had talked talked about that on the last episode. We talked about him, but you're right. Those formats of these songs. Yeah. Are. It, you're it's like is that the chorus is it not i don't know is it a pre-chorus <laughs> i like kind of it. weird um <clears throat> yeah because i mean it's because it kind of flows right into one thing and it's a good um he's pretty good at the storytelling kind of thing um and so it works pretty well kyle what are your, your thoughts on so impossible um so i agree with my birthday buddy i hate that line and i love it <laughs> It never bothered me. Oh my gosh, I hate it so much. And I love this song. I love yeah. it. And I hate that line. Um, and other than that, I want to talk momentarily. Since this is only four songs, you know, we can get off on a side tangent if you guys want. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's I, 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 I want to talk about what this song makes me, used to make me feel and how it makes me feel now. And it's like, I, I think often... Uh, how grateful I am that I am not dating <laughs> today. Oh, oh, all the time. Having all to date. The time. Like, I think all the time, thank you, God, that My I am not having to to be in the dating pool. And um, and like this song makes me remember how like different things were back then in 2001. Because now, like with social media and everything, it's like we present ourselves as who we want to be seen as. This is who I am. This is what I think, blah, 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 blah. But back then, like dating someone was an invitation to be curious. Like, who are you? What do you like? Well, you know what I mean? Like, and this song captures that feeling that I, that I, that I, I don't know. I believe maybe gone from dating now. I can't really say because I'm not a part of it, but like what terrifies me about dating is I feel like th this is no longer a part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Is that weird? No, I don't think it's weird. No. I've never thought about that. I mean, I've thought about what a nightmare it would be to date again, just because I wouldn't know how to do it. But I hadn't thought about the fact that like, it's not only it's changed in that way. I never, I, I guess there would probably be so many people I only know because I mean, right before we started recording this, Chris and I were talking about how Twitter's a nightmare. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. It is a, and, and dumpster fire. What happens <laughs> yeah. is I get on something like I, I used to love Twitter. And then what was slowly happening to me is, I mean, I'm into politics for sure. And so I'm, I follow a lot of like that kind of stuff. And I generally like, talking about it and you know having little arguments but i was like losing respect for people that i knew and liked <laughs> because yeah. of the things that they were saying online about other human beings <laughs> yeah. right. and i was just like what i was in relation to dating though i would imagine i would be eliminating people from the possibilities based on that kind of stuff on social media does that make sense yeah. and it might not be fair because that might be just as fake or, totally. you know, yeah, or exactly. overpresented. And, um, and so, yeah, that would probably be weird because there was no, it was like, am I attracted to you? <laughs> was like step one. Number one. Yes. And normally okay. that was in person. What kind of food do you like? Yeah. Right. And Let's like, go eat and, some and then we had to figure everything else out. And yeah. like, this is right. My, you know, 2000, when does MySpace happen? That's like a couple years after this, 2004, 2005, probably. Mm. It's yeah. kind of, 2004 it, is probably MySpace's kind of height. I can't remember when they got sold, but 2001, there was not anything social media wise. I didn't even have a phone that could text. Right. So I've never thought about that, Kyle. Well, that's really genius. Like, that's, yeah, that's that a really is good so insight. true. I can't, 
imagine it would be the same. Maybe it's a good insight. Maybe dating is the same, but I, I get the vibe that it's not. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, no, I don't think it is. I think no. you're right. Well, and even even if it isn't, like we can have nostalgia for what it was. I mean, and yeah. I, I don't, dude. I was just thinking back to like all the rest. Like you, that's how you would discover restaurants or music. Like sometimes when you were dating somebody, totally. like you would fi- like see the world through their I eyes. Like and, this. Uh, I like this. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, cool. I do. Or I do not like this. Thank you very much, <laughs> dude. <We'll... laughs> Although I will say, that maybe you say that, maybe like an this? upside. <laughs> What's that? Was it maybe an upside? Is though oh, that yeah. you you at least get to like. Um, eliminate like maybe some of that elimination is good you know what I mean where like yeah. you don't have to date as many people because you can go well they're they're not even worth taking out because I know this is going to be a problem because you know and it might be something non-superficial I mean it might be you know like forget about like if they you think they're a bad person on Twitter but even just like Oh, they don't want to have kids, and I do. Like, so eliminated, or you know, right. like, that's an easy thing if that's if they talk about that in their social media or something. But, um, so maybe there's some. Uh, I'm sure there's some upsides, no doubt. But like with everything, but I I also would regret not not mentioning there is another line in the song that I hate, but not because <laughs> no, tell us no, not, that's fine. Not because it's bad, but because uh, at the end of the song he says, and guys that just don't quite fit in. Yeah, do you like them? And every time it brings me out of the song and I think of green eggs and ham every freaking time. See, I think that's your own problem, actually. Maybe it is. <laughs> that's a Kyle is, problem. This is There's, saying something more about Kyle than yeah, it is. But, you know, it it, but it's now my problem and <laughs> yeah. your problem, Blake, and yeah. everyone who's listening's problem because that's I, all we're ever going to hear I, again. It, it, every time it, like, it's like jarring. Like, what the is this Sam I Am singing this song? Can you have uh, Blake? Draw like Chris Caraba in the style of Dr. Seuss. And yeah, sure. Oh, sure. It seems like this is <laughs> a no brainer. Whip that up. Not me, Blake. <laughs> other Blake that did our uh, podcast yeah, artwork. Who's yeah, actually? Yeah. I'm not a good artist, but uh, Blake Barons is. Uh, I okay. So can I even it out with a line I really do like? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Since you guys, hey, are... hey, I love the song. Yeah. Hate a couple lines in it. That's okay. I love the like, and maybe my friend and your friend will hit it off, or maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, will. yeah, yeah. I, that's such a great. Um, that is absolutely a line I would have tried to use. Like, hey, I'm trying to, we're trying to get our friends together, <laughs> but really, well, I'm maybe just trying we could to be angle together. in. Yeah. But maybe we could, you know. Uh, that's guys, absolutely something I would have tried. Do, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure everybody has a story. I'm just, I can't remember anything specific. But when you, when you try to make that work and it didn't work, like you and somebody would hit it off. Oh but yeah. Like you try to get your friends together and they would just be like oil of water. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rough nights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. Try to make it <laughs> through a movie or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I was never very good at playing um, Cupid with people. <laughs> I don't think I probably ever successfully did so. Um, Elise likes to take credit for lots of our friends' relationships, though. So nice. I don't know if it that, that really matters or not. But um, oh, I, you know that we talked about so impossible a surprising amount. Uh, let's go to remember to breathe. Starting to. I love this song. I think it's just got a great droning four chord kind of thing going on without being boring. I mean, it's pretty short, um, but it's a great song. I love it. Uh, very few lyrics, kind of all drawn out. I kind of it, it does such a good job of building the anticipation for the next song. Mm-hmm. That's really what this song's purpose is. It's just like building that. It's literally like the whole thing is a build kind of into hands down. And I think it's genius. And that's why it's like a crime almost to not listen to these four songs back to back to back. You know? Oh yeah. It, yeah. They are all really good songs and I, I do like listening to them, but I really want to hear them in this order. Cause it really does. Um, I don't know. It just, it works really well. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, man, I completely agree. Like this song makes hands down a better song. Yeah. Um, the fact the the line "Remember to breathe" and yeah. him just going it's off, and then line. the first line of "Hands Down," breathe in. Yep. Like it's so good. Like I freaking love that. Um, yeah. Also very emo. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> Sorry, we had not mentioned that on this on this podcast yet tonight. Emo. <laughs> yeah, um, it's very and then, emo. And then also, uh, I get this vibe on this song where which which is not easy to pull off. We're like, maybe this dude, is, maybe Chris, this dude, like I don't know who he is. Uh, maybe Chris <laughs> Caraba, uh, Mr. Caraba, is um, is I Rick, hope he is, never hears this. <laughs> maybe he's like it's possible that he's just riffing in the studio on this. You know what I mean? Oh, like vocally? Yes. Like, Oh, I think, I think that's a strong possibility. He just, he just went for it, but, but it, it works because you feel it, you know, like he's being genuine. Um, yes. Love it. And I love the, I, he's really good at the long note hold with with emotion. Uh, and I, I don't know how you could do more than like a couple takes like that. Yeah, you're gonna have to keep those quit for um, the night at least. Yeah, and I definitely, you know, between him and Steven Tyler, uh, was majorly influenced into doing that kind of crap. Uh, and because uh, you know, everyone likes that when you do that live, not, it's like if you can hit a note and hold it for more than one bar, people are like, oh my goodness, this is so. It's like yeah. you just have lung capacity. We're just clapping for lung capacity, essentially. Pretty, but uh, but I like it. Way to go, yeah. And and some of my favorite, you know, we talked about how I have a um, a gives me chills playlist. Most of them are songs where someone's holding a really long note. You know, it's like mm. that Muse song where he holds that note for forever, or uh, Counting Crows, Do It a Bunch. I, I just love it. And so this one definitely is in that list of 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 great long note holding performances that creed that song where he just holds out that note is that oh he sure did do that. <laughs> <laughs> why why we can't even get through a four song episode without someone mentioning a terrible late 90s early 2000 butt rock band i mean was, you were talking about it blake not me i was not talking about creed i was talking you about specifically mentioned creed what i mean you were in a roundabout way like you, you it were was so obvious. You were, egging, that, you were egging him on. It was obvious that you were setting me up. I picture that that was done with a computer, though. Someone took a little chunk and they just went. <laughs> I know. I'm just seeing someone with a mouse, just like just just dragging it out. And it's a night. Yeah. I think he got some help on that one. Yeah. I think Chris Caraba did this live one take. I did too. Yeah. In a closet and or threw something. His head, yeah. Threw his headphones down and was like, "I'm done. It's a masterpiece." Yeah. Um. That's the story that I tell myself in my head. Uh, Chris, you have not talked about Remember to Breathe yet, right? We got off on a tangent. What are your thoughts on Remember to Breathe? I love this song, and I'll tell you why. Because here's a guy who's like straddling the line at this very moment between being well-known in many circles, but probably not recognized if he walks through like a, you know, an airport by a lot right. of people, to being famous, like straight up oh, yeah. famous, famous, famous. And I think he probably at least has been told this by somebody at this point, like maybe his manager, Rich, Rich Egan, some people like he's getting a lot of money thrown his way and he's still adorably vagrant, talking. Uh, vagrant uh, very shortly after this buys half or sorry, not vagrant Interscope buys 49% yeah. of vagrant right after this or around right, this think, time. Right, and I think homeboy had something to do with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but for him to, it's kind of endearing to me to, to, for somebody who's like basically on top of the world, um, you know, trying to tell himself to remember to breathe on a mm-hmm. date with a pretty girl. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's that part, that part to me makes it extra sweet. So I always thought hey, that was interesting. It is, it is a sweet song. It is. Yeah. It's very sweet. And he knows what's paying the bills. <laughs> he knows what kind of songs are paying the bills. Mm-hmm. Dude, I found this it's- old um, uh, forum uh, when this song came out and everybody like talking about it. Like they were like, he is the most brilliant songwriter of our generation about this song. <laughs> um, like people in 2001 are crazy. And I, and I was laughing to myself like these people are all like accountants and like, <laughs> yeah, these you know, people like are running have kids the world now. now. And they were like, he is literally better than John Lennon. No doubt. Full stop. 
That's I a bold great, statement. I think he's yeah. great too. And I do think he defined, if you were like a sophomore to junior in high school, or a sophomore to senior in high school in 2001 to, well, I mean, call it a five-year range. If you were yeah. at the time, you know, in that little age range, that would be everyone. for And for every, I promise you, for every CD he sold, there were, there were 10 that were burned. Mm, like, yeah. I mean, that ratio has to be at least that because we looked at the numbers for like the places you've come to fear the no- most and it didn't even go gold yeah i don't think right and, and like everyone i knew had that record i mean yeah and if they had we all, talked about that didn't we, we did that, that there, it, it, it went platinum by burn and this <laughs> like, one's the same burn. thing this one's yeah. the same thing everyone knew hands down before it was on mark mission brain scar um, everyone had heard this version that I knew. Now, keep in mind, we I we obviously ran around people that were in bands and went to shows, and and so that they were very much. I was in a bubble for sure, mm-hmm. but like I was also in high school at the time, and hanging out with a lot of people that weren't in that scene, and they also liked this. So yeah, yeah, he was pretty popular at the time, and uh, and yeah, I, I, it's a great song, and I don't think you know maybe a little overhyped to say John Lennon, but still, definitely. <laughs> Uh, in the 2000s, there weren't a lot of people uh, competing very strongly with that kind of. Well, I mean, no, you, you know, it's great. It. It, what's great is that the old forums, they didn't have threaded comments. So, like, if somebody disagreed with you, they'd be like nine comments down, like, hey, about five up. Oh, um, <laughs> butt kicker 58. I disagree. And let me tell you why. My <laughs> You couldn't, yeah, there was no threaded comments. Gosh, that's why I think that you're wrong. <laughs> Kyle, you mentioned Creed, and that's it did. In they are not maybe the best example, but a lot of what was going on was not. There was not a lot of um, honesty in <laughs> in popular music in two thousand one. It was all the boy bands kind of starting to that that pop thing. Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, In Sync, and then the other side of the coin was like. Creed and uh, freaking Limp Biscuit and that kind of stuff. Like there was not, it was a lot of performative nonsense uh, in 2001, and 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 Dashboard felt like a like kind of like an honest thing, and it was enough between the punk rock kind of thing, and and somehow he threaded a needle where like like guys and girls both liked Dashboard Confessional for some reason, and it and really what in a lot of the other things that were going on that didn't seem to be the case except for hip-hop that was the thing that i felt like everyone kind of liked like r&b and hip-hop and stuff in early 2000s but um anyway to be fair to all of us for liking that i mean boys to men was fire back then oh absolutely of course boys to men's a little before that where they're murdering um but no, I love Boys and Men. I'm not dogging on that at all. I'm just saying that. Uh, but Boys and Men had way more female fans than male fans. That is true. We. I felt yeah. Yeah. I went to their concert. I felt a little weird. I was yeah. Like, mm, this might not have been I the would, best call. I would go <laughs> with my wife, but I wouldn't go with you. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> like this is weird with Chris. Uh, I think we should go. To their Vegas, their Vegas show, and then go backstage and meet them together. Just like I would do it. Big I would love okay. to see Boys to Men. Just for the record, I think they're the original and the best boy band since. Uh, I mean, I think ever. I think yeah, they're I agree. the best. Okay, um, and if you haven't watched that, um, oh yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Netflix mm-hmm. show I about it based this. on your it's, recommendation. It's awful. wonderful. It's great. It's awful, you, too. If you if you thought you hated J- Justin Timberlake, you'll really oh, hate him. Yeah. After this. Oh, you'll just hate him. You'll hate him so much. Well, and, and and well, and specifically, like realize the genius of what they did in yeah. the early '90s to be like the what, like you know, where people were like, you know, old white ladies were like scared of of hip hop and that kind of stuff going on. They're like, no, we're gonna come out here and we're gonna dress it and be in matching suits and we're gonna have. 70 year old fans and we're gonna yeah. have 10 year old fans and like and they nailed it they did yeah. an amazing job of of having it like one of the widest fan bases uh, in the world anyway watch that episode on netflix it's awesome all right uh last track is uh the aforementioned hands down
Monier, we're going to you first because uh, you were air drumming somehow, even though there weren't any drums. <laughs> you were the doing drums the drums come. The drums yeah. come later uh, yeah. in the next album. Um, guys, that that piece of that song that you played might be one of my favorite pieces of any. It's song. really good, yeah. And I have to say, uh, this version is especially special for me. That there's something so amazing about the lyrics he's singing and how, how it's just so uplifting and it makes you feel like you're right there and that feeling when you're young and you're on a date and things are going well it's 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 great yeah i mean i think you're absolutely right it, it basically uh, you mentioned a couple songs ago on so impossible kind of catching a feeling um well and even just kind of the whole thing but this one definitely has a feeling to it um it it does remind me of those early dates um, you know, some of which didn't really go anywhere, but you hung out with someone kind of all night or whatever. And, and, uh, and you figured out if it was worth going forward or not. And, right. and sometimes it was, and sometimes it wasn't. And this is all kind of those kind of things you do. We didn't have money. <laughs> so you just right. got to run around town. Yes. And, you know, it's like, and if it was going well, you would just like, keep it going. Go to you know, where are we go next? Like, yeah. Go to, go to Waffle House or something like yep. whatever you had to do to just not to, to let it not stop. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he just nailed it. He just really mm-hmm. captured that feeling, uh, like he put it in a bottle, but he put it in this uh, in this song. So, um, Kyle, what are your thoughts on Hands Down? Man, I completely agree with you guys, and I'm just thinking, like, I'm in that place, uh, and the time on the clock when we realize it's too or it's so late. Like, yeah, you, d- I am immediately in a place in my mind, and like, you didn't want those times to end. Because they were real. They were authentic. Like, it was just so awesome to be having, I don't know, an authentic moment with, with someone else. And, um, and dude, the, the, this whole outro where he's just going off is just nailing it. It, it gives me goosebumps every time. And <clears throat> I think, Chris, you mentioned it this time and the last time. Like, it's it's like I can smell the air. Like, like I, I am, it's, this is a freaking time machine for me, man. Like listening to it. it, It's so weird how, how much I like, it makes me feel young when I listen to it in, in, in a wonderful way. Not in like a, yeah, not in like a, you know, uh, not, not, not like, um, in sync makes you feel young. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, Not it, how like, Oh, that just happened a long time ago. Yeah. This makes you exactly. feel like you felt when you listened to it. It doesn't, it's it not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel juvenile. It feels, right. it makes you, it makes you feel invigorated, you know? Um, yeah. But you know, you mentioned yeah. the, you mentioned the dating thing earlier and, um, and maybe how social media has changed that. I mean, I, th- I think this is another good example of, I've mentioned this, I think on the podcast before my wife has younger siblings. And so, um, you know, they're like 19 to 23 or whatever. And then I've got younger cousins, you know, my cousins that have their kids that are, you know, dating, getting married and that kind of age range and stuff. And it seems like a lot of them don't like, they don't get their license when they turn 16. (laughs) They don't seem to hang out. And I was trying to like discuss this with them, (laughs) with my wife's uh, siblings. Cause I was just like, what is it? Is that you guys hang out on your phones? Uh, like, and, and feel like you get that social interaction. Cause like we couldn't like wait to get out of the house because I didn't have a phone. I could, I could do AOL instant messenger, which is definitely something I did late at night, uh, all the time with my buddies and girls and stuff like that. But, um, it didn't replace hanging out with people in person. And this is just like a song about hanging out with someone in person for hours, yeah. uh, like a single Man. person. And maybe I don't. Maybe that is still going on. I'm sure it does, but it does. It seems like the group stuff happens less a lot of times with the generation just kind of right below us. I'm, and um, but I wonder about that. I'm never gonna sound more old than. Oh yeah, uh, no, we sound like sound super ancient, cranky, but, but millennials. I and I'll never find this article, but I read something a while back that was talking about for all of us included. Uh, not just young people, but phones are boredom pacifiers. Like we don't know how to be bored anymore or to go out on an adventure because these things are pacifying us at all times. And, and, and like, that's, that's definitely what I remember is like, man, I'm gonna go 
getting into some trouble and I didn't even mean trouble, you know, like I'm going to go find something to do back then. And, right. yeah. and, uh, you did it with your friends or you would go, you'd maybe meet up with a gal and go on a date and it was awesome. A gal, yeah, didn't we? man, a gal, <laughs> meet up with <laughs> a gal, a dame. <laughs> I, I was thinking of a dame. Yeah, because like on a Friday night, wouldn't we just like, wouldn't you just like start calling people? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that's how it worked, right? Like I would just call Blake. Hey, you up to anything tonight? Figure out like, which chilies we were going to. Yeah. Well, and like if our band, if our, if we all what played time a show, we'd end up at Jenna's house. Like if, yep. gonna, if time, we all played a show, like we'd, we'd eat, you know, that was just yeah. how it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to IHOPs. Yeah. IHOPs. <laughs> the IHOPs. <laughs> it's just getting worse. IHOPs <laughs> that, that, with the, a gal. Uh, house, of, house of pancakes. Uh, um, uh, or Beverly's. You remember? Oh, Beverly's, yeah, was a staple. Yeah. All those places had food that was just good enough that everyone was like, eh, okay. Yeah, I'll pay for it. <laughs> you know, that's fine. <laughs> we all agree. That's fine. They've got a big menu. That's like why it's like Chili's was just the most agreeable place we could all find to go. Oh, yeah. Anyway, and I'm we, so sorry to the waiters and waitresses. I'm sure I did not tip you guys enough. I think I did fine. I did my best. I had to pay to, I had, gave them what I could. Yeah. I'm trying to make up for it now. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, we were young and poor. I think I think we treated hmm. them okay. I don't think. Yeah, anybody. I mean, how much just, do you tip on, on eating? No, that's what all I'm saying. That's kind of chips I'm, and salsa right. for five hours. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that I didn't tip like the twenty percent. I'm not, saying that you know, you were there I didn't for, order like six margaritas and yeah. like you know nacho platter. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> So I I'm just, not 12, but can I order off the kids' menu? Is that okay? I, yeah. <laughs> I just picture you doing the endless chips and salsa for a dollar ninety-nine back then, and like, you know what? This is a thirty percent tip. Yeah, yeah. Matt, no, I'm Matt Kendrick. Very... I don't know if Matt Kendrick ever paid for a meal at Chili's <laughs> because not like he skipped the tab. Like he just sat there and waited yeah. for other people to finish their meal and then just ate off their plate. <laughs> like, I don't know that he ever actually paid for a dinner there. Um, when we were that age. Um, but yeah, I mean, this song's great. And I, <laughs> I back to, back to what we were actually talking back. about here, bringing it back full circle. Um, I, I do remember specifically the thing about this song. A, it was awesome. Everyone loved it. It was really exciting. And then I go see him and Weezer play on my, um, my birthday in 2002. And so I guess that's my, uh, 19th birthday. And he plays this full band electric. And this is obviously pre Mark and Mission Brandon Scar coming out. It doesn't come out for a year or two or something. Uh, and I mean, it was, this sounds ironic or cheesy. It was like electrifying. It really was, it, it was like special and, and lesser. <laughs> it sounds like some of the people you know, Kyle, would have said it was like their Dylan moment. <laughs> Of him going electric or something. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, but it was really cool, especially because I think this song, as good as it is on this EP, I do really like it. I really do like the full band version. I think it has even Absolutely. more power to it and stuff. It is um, also freaking punk, punk rock. I don't know that I mentioned that. Holy crap, the freaking guitar part in the intro is just awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And uh, I just, I really like that it they ramped it up. Um, sometimes it's hard to do the like, you know, uh, places you've come to fear the most had a couple of songs that were on Swiss Army Romance, and they had to kind of do the full band thing, and they they kind of ramped them up. Um, they changed them, but uh, but not a ton really. On um, yeah, on what's the other? What's the song? I mean, Screaming Infidelities obviously had drums, but uh, whatever the other song is, I just totally drew blank on it. But they changed them up. But this one, they really changed it up. Oh yeah, and I'm sure that was Interscope going like, you have to put this song on the next full length record. I mean, that's why we're buying 49% of Vagrant is Interscope going like we want we you know, um, which is funny because back then when I was talking to labels, I talked to someone at Interscope and they were like he like was really down on dashboard. And I was like, your label just bought half of Vagrant to get him. Yeah. <laughs> like you're the only person at your label. That's not at least, you don't have to like his music, but like someone's excited to, uh, sell some records, um, for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's a great song. And, and I like both versions of it. Normally when someone does some sort of thing like this, I end up liking one way more than the other. Uh, but yeah. in this case, they're both really good. I feel the same way. It, there, there's not one I like more than the other. I mean, it's almost, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I just like both versions. Yeah. Uh, and th- this the, one makes me more nostalgic. Yeah. He did a guitar throw at the end of it, too. It was pretty baller. Oh, um, nice. So, yeah. Anyway, 
and then I think just was a good little ramp up to uh, th- this song becomes the probably the bigger introduction for most of his fans going forward. Yep. Don't you think? I yep. mean, like, absolutely. Because he was getting ends, pretty big at the time, but this is right. He ends this part of his career with this song, and then begins the next chapter with the same song, but yeah. with full full band. Yeah. No, it's kind of. I don't know. It was it was poetic. I don't know if it was all planned out, but it was brilliant. And I also wonder if it was a thing like that he resisted. You know, a lot of times when you're an artist cranking out that much music. You probably yeah. kind of go like, I already had to do that on my last album where I had to include a song from a previous thing, but I, there's no way he didn't know that this wasn't something special. <laughs> like, this is something special. You should really, we really need a full band version on, on the next record to kick it off. Um, and I think it was a wise choice because the other version's really great too. Okay, lasting impressions. I think we obviously think it holds up, right, guys? I mean, it takes still us right good. back to that spot, but it's still also really good. <clears throat> yep. Um, uh, it's unfair to do it. Is this their best album? Because it's hard to compare an EP. It's a lot easier to write four songs that are good than it is to write 10 to 12. Uh, so I don't think it's even fair, but it's definitely his best EP. Is that fair? Oh, completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. His, his best short, uh, short version rock opera. Yeah. By far. Yeah, for sure. Um, here's where it's tricky. Is it their most important album? The reason this is a fun question is because of the conversation we just had about like, this song is technically really important for him, but it's not necessarily this version of the song, but I don't know. I think that without writing this, obviously you wonder what happens with the next record. Cause hands down was the biggest single from it. Right. There was no doubt. Yeah. I mean, until vindicated came out on, which was, they now lump in with, Mark Mission Brand and Scar, but it was oh, do they? on the Spider Man sound. Yeah, like I've got the yeah. vinyl and it's on the vinyl. Okay. But yeah, but it was technically a one off at the time. Yeah, it was just on the Spider Man 2 soundtrack, but that becomes a pretty big hit for him too. But, or was that in between? Now I'm getting that timeline mixed up. No, that would have been. Spider Man 2 May- came out before Mark Mission Brand and Scar, I think. Yeah, See, that was I've 2004. Got yeah. Oh, it was? And yeah. when did Mark Mission Brand Scar come out? We should have done this research before we recorded the podcast. 2002, but... I think. 2002, no. I think. Oh, Spider-Man 2 did? No, Spider-Man 2 came out in 2004. Yeah, Mark Mission Brand Scar definitely didn't come out in 2002. Oh, it was later? Maybe 2003? Yeah, yeah I think it's 2003. Okay. So that's, that's pretty sure the timeline I think it came out on. So we're probably Mark wrong. Mission Brand Anyone Scar could just look this 2003. up. 2003. Yeah, okay. okay. So I was right about that order. So those are two pretty big singles. So I don't know. It's it's definitely not his best selling or probably most people don't know it exists that knew the next thing existed. So it's probably not but his most important either. What you were what you were saying, Blake, it's on the dusk and summer. Oh, vinyl. you're right. It is dusk and summer. N- not Mark Mission. Yeah. That's it, weird. Yeah. Okay. That's I was trying to get because there. it was yeah, in that's... between the two. Okay. And so then the next release, they just put it on. That's the one where the cover, he's like on the beach. Yep. You're right. Okay. Okay. I had that backwards. Yep. That's why I was confused. Well, it was uh, in between. Yeah. Um, we're not going to really do Desert Island songs the way we normally do because obviously, if you pick two or three, I'll <laughs> take DP. Three, you get to pick one. <laughs> pick one song that you keep with you. Ooh. Kyle. I mean, it's got to be hands down. Chris. I'm going so impossible. Uh, Gosh, I, I think I don't do hands down because I think I'd actually then just take the Mark Mission Brandon Scar as one of my three from that record. It's, oh, that's I'm not playing, the, I'm playing Keith's, your, okay? That's, that's not, not the spirit. No, that's not in the spirit of the exercise. <laughs> okay. Um, I think <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> I think I, it's really hard on this one. If I really have to it only pick hard. one, I think it might be Remember to Breathe for me. I just really like that song. Man, I can't. I know it, and it's not the most interesting song. Though I know, I oh, it's like a teaser. It's like, "Mm, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, this is your list, Blake. So I know it's mine. I've got. We're really picking his. We really went after Blake. No, you. (laughs) No, that's not yours. (laughs) You can't do that. That's not your opinion. Um, how about uh, nobody's perfect? Is there is there a worse song on this four track EP? No, not for me. No. Since no. it's such a consolidated amount yeah. of time, can can me 
can me and Kyle just say there's a worse line and we Okay, that's agree. fair. Yeah, cuz yeah. we we basically third <laughs> cut yeah, I'll third cut, I'll the, cut that line out. Yeah, yeah there okay. we go. <laughs> that's that's what you Okay. Uh what about growing on a show or is there something you didn't maybe like at first? I mean, it wasn't for me, but I yeah, liked the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. All in. Okay. Uh well, that's good to know. That's our opinion. We still managed to go almost an hour on this, guys. <laughs> we we are long-winded, if nothing else. No yeah. one would ever accuse us of being uh, succinct. Is that the right word for short? I don't think it might not I, be. I think it works. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, uh, all of you. And uh, if you're listening to this this week when it came out, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that fun stuff. Uh, we're excited to come out with some more episodes uh, as we enter our almost... We'll, we'll be to our second birthday in April, so... Just a few episodes till we get to another Jimmy what World Jimmy record. World. I was going to say, what, what is, is it futures? futures. It's futures oh, yeah. in April. So we got that to look forward to. Hey, should we tell them, since we know what record we're doing, what to listen to? We can, yeah. If you the oh, next nice. the next episode we used to we're do gonna this, do, didn't we? We yeah. did, and then we yeah. kept forgetting to pick a record before we recorded them. Uh, <laughs> right. We're gonna do Straylight Runs first record. What's it yeah. called? I forget the name of it. Actually, I think it's self titled. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. That's why I forgot. Um, so we're doing that next. If you want to take a listen, that's a little bit more of an obscure one um, with John from Taking Back Sunday post all the drama that we've talked about. You can go mm-hmm. back and listen to the Taking Back Sunday episode uh, to to be a pre, uh, prefix. And prefix. the brand that's new the right if they want to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You could listen to both. You could listen to uh, brand new. No, because the brand new beef was already happening. The Taking Back Sunday beef that happened to this was that. No, uh, I'm the just lead saying singer... the brand oh, new okay. episode would tie into the Taking Back That's Sunday true. Yes. Episode. So you could have a little back cataloging over your yeah. Christmas break. You can listen to the Taking Back Sunday and the brand new episodes to prepare for Straylight Run. Um, and uh, other than that, we'll. Uh... Oh, sorry. I forgot. We got to do this part. Uh, you got to send us comments, disagreements, yep. fact checks. You can get the dates right before we can on this dashboard yeah. timeline. That'd be great. Uh, suggestions in that stuff at info at findingemailpod.com or you can hit us up at Twitter, even though we bashed on it. we st- I do get the alerts. So you can tweet us at findingemailpod. Uh, you can use that findingemailpod for Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff too. We like hearing from y'all. We love uh, hearing your disagreements. We had a really great one this week, actually. Uh, our buddies, my buddy Danny, uh, the, our lead singer Danny that was in uh, the band with me and Chris, did a Jimmy World cover tribute band uh, this past weekend. And while there, uh, a buddy of ours came up and had an interesting theory about one of the Death Cab songs that we talked about last time. And now Kyle and I's minds are blown. So yeah, we'll maybe talk about that on the next Death Cab. Yeah, thanks, one. Matt. I, you guys. Oh, Kyle. You gotta, oh, yeah. Chris you, isn't in the loop. You didn't hear this whole thing? No. D- what? Later. Okay. Yeah, well, you, you just have to share it after. But yeah, that's okay. great. Uh, we'll share it. Jim, by the way, the band name is the Jim Adkins Diet, which is, you know, I got which Chris I gotta, coined for I, his. my yeah. Chris coined for his Jim Adkins uh, playlist on iTunes yeah. back in the day just, for his best. I'll make sure. Yeah. Important so all props. Credit for that. Get credit. It was really great. Actually, it made me. Um, it was, it was very exciting. They played Firefight, and it was awesome. Like, oh they man, I nailed wish... it. They did. They nailed it's awesome. it. It was oh, awesome. I, uh, I, I seriously was like, I want to get in my car. I might be able to catch the last song. If it was I drive fun. Fast enough. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in OKC and you hear of Jim Atkins' diet playing again, uh, check it out for sure. Or if you're not in OKC, drive here and we'll hang out. Uh, yeah. You can tweet us and let us know so we can see it. All right. That's it for us. We'll catch you next time. Y'all have a good rest of your 2021. Bye.